Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 100 points. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers are doing on the power play. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Kevin Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point. I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the We've been waiting for for three decades. Oh, the glove save made by Smith. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. that is given the context of the battle of alberta bob stauffer brendan s scott with you we had a heck of a game last night just didn't get the result oilers fans were looking for i'll circle back to the magic man but not before i bring aboard brendan s scott to educate our listeners as to why we open up with heart for the second time in the span of about three weeks yeah, last time we were uh, celebrating International Women's Day, and today it's because Nancy Wilson turned 60, 67. 
Now, do you know the connection of the Magic Man to uh, Calgary? It predates your birth, just so you know, Brennan. So we won't be we won't be offended if you can't pull it out. No, I got nothing for you. All right, uh, there was a very talented player that played for the Calgary Flames. He actually started off in Atlanta, and uh, old school listeners would remember that Kent Nielsen, who uh, ultimately came and was part of the greatest second line in the history of the National Hockey League. Uh, he's part of the Oilers' uh, 1987 Stanley Cup playoff run. But uh, his nickname, uh, when he was a member of the Calgary Flames, was the Magic Man. And he was as gifted uh, uh, offensively as there, there was. There was a legendary story where he bet a – he came to the Oilers and he bet a player uh, – with his new team, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a hundred bucks or something that he could hit the crossbar from center ice. On uh, uh, he could get four out of five from center ice uh, without warming up. And the, guy, the player was like, "Yeah, there's no way uh, you're going to be able to do that." He went four for four from center ice off the crossbar and just skated off the ice. Didn't even take the fifth shot. So uh, Ken Nielsen was an immensely gifted player. At times, uh, John Short, who had a terrific show throughout most of the 1980s and well into the 1990s, uh, John Short would uh, often refer to Kent Nielsen um, as uh, the magic man uh, known for his disappearing act against the Edmonton Oilers at the height of the Battle of Alberta, especially the Flames evolved. They had a lot of skill in the early 1980s, and the Oilers absolutely obliterated Calgary in the 1983 playoff series. That was a playoff series where Mark Messier scored uh, two hat-tricks. Uh, the Oilers had a game down in Calgary where both Yari Curry and Mark Messier had hat-tricks in the same game. And guys like Schwenard, uh, who was a uh, Guy Schwenard, was a skilled centerman. Uh, they had McMillan on that team, and they just got uh, the Oilers just lit them up over the course of five games. One game they got nine goals. One game they got ten goals. And Calgary changed the makeup of their team, and they went with a heavy, tough, committed team under Bob Johnson, and brought in a lot of NCAA guys, and uh, tried to match the Oilers' skill with uh, Braun and, and frankly, intimidation tactics. And um, you know what? Uh, they got knocked off in the '85 playoffs by. The uh, Winnipeg Jets, and then in 1986, the two teams met. Edmonton had won the playoff series in 83 and 84. We should mention that. The 84 series won seven games. Paul Reinhardt was probably the best Flames player in that 84 series. And uh, 85 Winnipeg, who was very good. I mean, Edmonton had throughout from 19, you can make an argument, from 83 on. They were the best team in the NHL. Calgary was probably in the two or three hole, and the Winnipeg Jets in, uh, in a couple of those years came in fifth in the league. They had a really good team as well. And the Jets beat uh, the Flames in 85, so the Oilers beat the Flames in 86. We all know what happens, the Steve Smith infamous goal. Uh, the Jets beat the Flames again in 87. I think that was the year that Jamie McCowan broke uh, Dale Howard Chuck's ribs with a cross check, and Jamie McCowan would do that to you. He was stick tough, and he, he had one of the greatest fights of all time like an old school punch in your face contest that you just don't see anymore um with uh, ronnie delorme uh and uh, that's why mark messi would always go after jamie mccown every and, and he got him one time back like in in a, in a fight where he got the upper hand and really laid it into him because mccown had stuck his knee out on messi earlier Oilers would play Calgary. Uh, Jets beat them again in 87, beat the Flames in 87. Oilers would play Calgary again in 88 and again in 1991. Uh, uh, it's the last time. So this rivalry, 
unbelievable. But the magic man, Kent Nielsen, he had a ton of skill. You can look up the point totals. I mean, he was he was a guy capable of putting up 130 points a year in the National Hockey League. So great song to open up. Battle of Alberta. Uh, we'll get to last night's game. Uh Lots uh, to come up on today's edition of Oilers. Now it is a Tuesday, and uh, we'll remind you, Oilers Now is brought to you daily by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan, uh, today is the one-year anniversary of what, uh, in terms of uh, from a chorus perspective? The day that uh, an official state of emergency was called in Canada due to the pandemic. So the whole station today is looking back at just how the pandemic itself has changed life. And, you know, maybe some of the conversations we were having a year ago about the the speculative nature of what was going to transpire. And now we know, having lived a bunch of it, uh, exactly how things shook down. So we'll relive a little bit of that through some audio over the course of the show today. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, I, I still don't think we're going to know everything. And we might not know everything for the next few 15 to 20 years in terms of what the total costs of this are are going to be. Uh, I think that the majority of us recognize that it is indeed something. And uh, I know that uh, I have kept a running tabulation of the government of Alberta totals uh, basically since the start of uh, May. So to put things in perspective, on May the 1st, uh, there uh, was 90 active cases in the Edmonton uh, Health Region. Uh, Let's fast forward to, we'll go to the end of June. Uh, On June the 30th, we were up to 246 active cases. We had three people in ICU. At the end of July, uh, we had 47 people. Uh, six people in ICU and 47 deaths at that point. Uh, and then obviously the, the second wave really pounded, uh, Edmonton here. And I know it's affected a lot of people, uh, out there. Uh, and just to illustrate the point, as we climbed into September, you know, we got up to 75 deaths and, uh, from there and in November, you know, 237 deaths and 53. So on November the 30th, we had uh, 237 deaths in the Edmonton Health Zone. That's one of five zones in the province. And 53 people in ICU. We now are at 993 deaths as of uh, today. We're back down to like 12 people in ICU in Edmonton. We've been at 10 over the course of the last uh, three or four days. So between 12, I think the most amount of people we had in ICU in the city in the Edmonton Health Zone was about 90. And again, I've kept the tabulation since May, basically May the 1st. Um, it's real. I think we know it's real. It's dramatically affected things. I think that here's the thing. You, you can know that it's real and not agree with everything that the government's done, either federally or provincially, and it doesn't make you a denier. It just makes you a person that might question, you know, what's going to be the residual effect. I think we all have a greater awareness for um, the importance of mental health in, in these situations. And that said, I think we're moving towards that way in society. I think that uh, we've moved considerably, uh, some might say, to the left on, on, on some things, on some issues. I think we're, we're far more open-minded to the challenges that are out there and affect people on a daily basis. I think we have a far greater appreciation for the importance of... Uh, 
you know, critical workers. And it also, for me personally, just reinforces how fortunate I am to work in the Toyota Department of Life when there's real stuff going out there. So for anybody that's been affected by it, and I think you all have, uh, you know, our hearts go out to you. And uh, we'll continue to sort of, we'll quickly hit on that with spec because we are seeing some reports now to places like Toronto. You know, is there an inevitable potential return with fans at some point for hockey? At what point does normalcy return? I mean, Dr. Bonnie Henry, about a week ago, I think she said that she expected uh, BC to be in a post-COVID state, uh, post-pandemic state at some time during the summer. I found that a little bit interesting, given that BC has been a very deliberate, that would be the word that I would use, so uh, deliberate uh, province uh, when it comes to dealing with COVID so far. And I know lots of you have wide range. We have people that think the Premier has blown it, but not because... uh, he hasn't taken the pandemic seriously enough. It's because he's listened too too much to you know sort of the medical experts, and there's way too much um, made uh, a variety of opinions on you know what's the long term prognosis. And then we have some other people that are sitting there and saying we haven't done enough to crack down and shut down. So that's the range that we've got out there. And again, it's uh, it's been an interesting uh, last year to say the least. And my question is, what are we going to think about this 12 to 15 years from now? Uh, you know, we're living it right now, but what will be the long-term effects of this? So we'll continue and we'll jump in and out. We've got three terrific guests coming up on today's show. It is a Tuesday Sportsnet spec. Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry, our province's horse racing and breeding industry, have introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties, employing Albertans caring for our horses, Horse Racing Alberta. One fifteen today. Spent three years as a head coach of the Calgary Flames. His brother is now the head coach of the Calgary Flames. He's the head coach of the Red Deer Rebels, who played three games this weekend against the Edmonton Oil Kings. Um, Former Canada Cup star, uh, multiple Stanley Cup champion, Brent Sutter, will join us at 115. And a man who worked with Daryl Sutter was part of the LA Kings organization and senior management role for a number of years, winning two Stanley Cups with the Kings. Michael, uh, Mike uh, Fudo will join us today at 135. He does some excellent work on Sportsnet. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree is multiple dream catcher spawn stay packages available for booking now. When the province gets back up and at them, the River Cree will get back up and at them. You can reach out to 1-844-425-2733 or visit rivercreeresort.com backslash stay. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Many of you already have Ashley Fine Floors. Uh, currently renovating, come see what's on sale now at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or at ashleyfinefloors.com. Uh, and uh, just judging by some texts that are already coming in, obviously there's a fair amount of uh, fatigue with the pandemic, which is different than post-COVID fatigue syndrome, which can affect athletes. Uh, you can tweet us at Oilers now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan S. Scott is at Brendan with two E's, S. Scott with two T's. Oilers will hit the ice today at uh, 2 o'clock. They're actually going to have an availability before practice during the show today. So we go to our top story for legacy heating and cooling, home and no payments and no interest for one year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Too many mistakes last night. Oilers played okay. They knew what was coming. We talked about it on yesterday's show that the Flames would be soft chipping, soft dumping pucks in the corners on the Oilers and they're going to apply pressure. It was a hallmark 
of Daryl Sutter's game with L.A. Uh, they kept the puck away from Carey Price in Montreal, really went after Victor Mete along uh, with Kulak and Edmondson in particular and tried to create some turnovers uh, against Montreal. They did the exact same thing against Mike Smith last night and got him a goal. And uh, the Oilers had a couple guys that had some tough nights uh, defensively, some missed opportunities offensively. We had a lot going on. As we go into our audio recap, our Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. Supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Jack Michaels uh, with the call. News of the night. Fifth Battle of Alberta. Even better news. There's another one looming on Wednesday. Even better news. There's four more after that. We've got Edmonton, Calgary from the Saddledome. A lunging Shillington got himself engaged with Devin Shore, and then he was pasted against the boards and ended up on top of the puck, bringing us to another whistle. They are going to go. Richie and Kara. Good call, partner. They'll line up just inside the Edmonton blue line. Brett Richie against Jujar Kara, who He's got the right hand cocked, as does Richie, but he's short with the right hand. Richie again misses. Kara misses. And then Richie tagged him with an overhand right. Kara landed a right, a clubbing right hand by Richie, who throws three successive right hooks. And then a big right hand. Kara landed, and Richie came back with a straight right as both go to the ice. It was cleared by Lindholm. Breakaway Dylan Dubay. Rich shot score. one nothing Calgary. Shillington hustles in the other way. Backdoor. Finished. Drysaddle clubs it toward the net. That was Blocked. Rebound. Save made on Ennis by Markstrom. Another rebound. Score! Adam Larson has Edmonton on the board. And an immediate response puts the Oilers right back in the game. Adam Larson's third of the year. That's how you're going to have to score. You're going to have to get greasy in this one. And Adam Larson, two cracks at it. Dumped in by Mangiapane. Way out and wandering Mike Smith. Might get caught. Centering pass score. Lucic picked it up and found his man, Andrew Mangiapane in Calgary. Back to a two-goal lead. Reversed over to Devin Shore, left wing. He'll hit the line. Rashad tipped home. What a beautiful play. On the drive-by, an amazing tip. Tyson shot. He scores. Ties it over the left shoulder. Lob by Lucic back to center. Touched on by Backlund. Here's Mangiapane. Hennepin shoots and scores. Terrible. 4-3 Calgary. The Flames regain the lead. Noah Hannafin's third of the year. I'm not sure what Ethan Bear is doing there, but he can't make that play. Uh, no, he stepped up in a very uh, awkward spot. Got to read the situation. Uh, Dave Tippett following the game said the Oilers cost themselves goals with the mistakes they made last night. Well, we, three of the four goals are just, just poor, a uh, couple of poor reads and a couple uh, turnovers. That, you know, so our, our fingers are all over the goals we gave them. But it was, uh, you come out of the first period, you're, uh, you know, we knew they were going to come hard. We come out of it 0-0. Uh, we got to pick up the pace a little bit and then made some mistakes to get behind. We got ourselves back in the game and then we made another mistake to give it away. It's kind of uh, that simple. Uh, all right, a couple things. The fight, Brett Ritchie against Jujar Kara. That happens once in a while. Uh, full disclosure, Brett Ritchie, uh, and I know we've talked about him a lot over the years, maybe not as much in the last couple of years, had a 16-goal season with Dallas in 16-17. He trains 
Uh, both Richie boys for a number of years have trained with Aaron Downey, the former Detroit uh, Red Wings uh, undersized enforcer. Downey, when he was a member of the Dallas Stars, knocked Jesse Bollerys out cold um, through a family connection. I've talked to Aaron uh, about uh, Brett Ritchie before, and he just said the guy doesn't even know his own strength. And he just caught Kara fought open. Uh, some guys in that situation, when Jujar was initially pushed to the ice, would have just stayed down in that sequence. Jujar tried to fight his way back up, and he got caught. And he got hot by, caught by a guy that's thick and can chuck him. And, uh, and Richie might be a little bit of a disappointment to, to this point in his career, second-round pick for Dallas. But for a Daryl Sutter team, he sure looks an awful lot like a guy like Dwight King, who is a very effective player for Daryl Sutter with the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Tyson Berry uh, left the game in the second period, tried, came to the bench, started third period, took a little spin. We thought, okay, well, may, and then went right back in. Dave Tippett had these comments uh, on the injuries following last night's game. Yeah, we're down two. I mean, we lose, we lose JJ early, and then we lose uh, Barry and Seth for the whole second period. So you're, uh, you know, you're down a couple men. You get. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You could attack some extra people, but that being said, I thought we hung around. We just made too many mistakes to give ourselves the best chance to win. Yeah, and against the Daryl Sutter coach team, he can't, you know, he can't make mistakes. So, first goal, McDavid's coming up the ice. It's Connor McDavid. He's got the puck a lot. He makes a lot of plays. He's the world's best player. Uh, Ethan Bear had a skate issue, which we did not know at the time. We're just wondering, where did Ethan Bear go here? And uh, Nurse had jumped up, and, uh, you know, Pogliarvi was breaking, and McDavid decided tried to uh, beat a guy and got stripped. And uh, suddenly it was a 2 on all the other way, and Dylan Dubé is an emerging player for Calgary. Um the 3-1 goal on the Smith giveaway, we talked about the soft chips, the soft dumps. The puck got caught in no man's land in the trapezoid area after it hopped on uh, Smith. And you might argue that he could have had some defensive support. Mike Smith would be the first to tell you he'd like to have that playback. And then the fourth one, I'm sorry, uh, Ethan Bear. Um, that's a misread on him, and he didn't have the backside support to be that aggressive on that play. Uh, nurse, some might say, well, he could have played it a little bit differently, whatever the case. You, you make three mistakes against Daryl Sutter, coach team. You're probably, and he's got Calgary all in. Like, they're buying in right now. They were underachieving as a team under Jeff Ward. He's got total buy-in right now from his group. They're going to be tough to beat. you got to get the lead, too. That's the other thing when you're playing against Sutter teams. you got to make them chase. They're hard to come back against. He can lock it down. So Calgary fans should be excited. He's got that team playing pretty good. That said, Edmonton was right there. They battled hard, and they had their chances. 
Nugent Hopkins, uh, chance of the second period off the rush with Connor McDavid. Then on the power play, mid-slot, about a minute left in the second period. Then in the third period with the empty net, probably should have been a cross-check called on Calgary as RNH tried to fire one on the net. So that's three three opportunities off the top of my head. Archibald, who was pretty good yesterday in the breakaway, shorthanded as well. Oilers did have some opportunities, maybe more than you would normally think, against um uh, against a Daryl Sutter coach team. After the game, Josh Archibald was asked, I believe by Mark Spector, on the risk award of Mike Smith's puck playing capabilities. Uh, I don't know if I'd really call that mistake. Just bounces over his stick before it gets to the trapezoid there, and you know he can't play it, so he's tried to get back to his net. But uh, you know, I think he's one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league, at making plays uh, and helping us out. And I mean, he did a lot of that in the third period, knocking pucks down, and you know, moving it to our defensemen. So uh, you know, we got to keep letting him do his thing. Uh, there were some players that were not dissuaded last night, despite the physicality of the game. Josh Archibald was one of the guys up front. I thought Haas played pretty well. thought Devin Short played okay again. Uh, you know what? Uh, Dry Settle made some things happen. McDavid kept attacking the net. Pulley was fine for me. Yamamoto, pretty ticky-tack call against him, especially given the fact that Mark Giordano got away with one of those sneaky, dirty little uh, knee jobs that he seems to get away with. That's what happens. Veteran players get veteran calls. We also had Mark Jonet officiating, so there doesn't tend to be a lot of penalties called in his game. And you could argue that Kara should have gotten one earlier on the hit on Oliver Shillington. And if he calls it, is there a fight? I'm, I don't know. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Calgary got the victory. They were one save better and uh, converted one more opportunity. Again, the Oilers will hit the ice later today. I think Bouchard's going to come in for Barry. Looked like a, like could be a core a back thing. Not quite sure what happened 100%. Uh, sometimes you can get a spasm. Uh, if you take a shot to the back, so we'll have to wait and see on that front. But that's an obvious one. And I, I don't know, like when Kara got popped the way he got popped last night, to me it might be better uh, just to keep him out for a game. All right, we'll get to uh, NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing uh, coming up a little bit later on. At this time at 1228 in Edmonton, we're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update. I will get, there's a couple of funny texts that have come in on not a very funny situation, uh, the one-year anniversary of the state of emergency on COVID. Uh, Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.